episode of um, My Turn Podcast. What? What have I done? I just realised Bill and said I need a wee. <laughs> well, this is good because now well, we no, can we torture him. We have an awkward him. intro every time, so I had to say that. Oh, you said it on purpose? All right, okay, never mind. Well, hello, everyone. You fooled me. <laughs> Hi. Hello, welcome to the fourth episode. Um, this is a sibling-based It's actually podcast. the fifth episode. Fifth episode. Yeah, Sorry, that's right, Erin. You haven't been counting. No, not at all. <laughs> he has been producing the sound files and they are numbered. Yeah, that, that is, is true. true. But in all fairness, it goes sibling, sibling one, sibling two sibling three on my thing uh, that's the way the tracks bounce so that's probably why excuse no, me no you actually sent me a track called sibling rivalry i renamed them that's why <laughs> <laughs> even though our podcast is called my turn yeah but it's just the template i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it comes out I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry so what are we talking about today Aaron? so today we're going to be focusing on card games yeah. and we're going to be talking about first of all coup then ch- uh, joking hazard and then finally, Skull. Yay, so. and these all three of these are now firm family favourites. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to start with Koo, which is which was kind of bought as a, a bit of a wildcard present, I think. And so who actually owns Koo? I keep getting confused. I own Koo. Right, so Bilen owns Koo. Yeah, I think this was another good present by me, wasn't it? It was another good present by you. Well done, Eric. After years really of good. buying a Toblerone on the day of the Christmas <laughs> and not even wrapping it up. Erin's favourite present to buy for years was going to Thornton's and just getting you a chocolate with your name on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. In the last couple of years, I've got a bit better. Yes, you have. Thank you. Fantastic now. I'm making it up. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so Coup um, was a card game created in 2012 by designer Ricky Tata. I hope I'm saying that right. Sounds about right to me. Yeah, so it's um, quite a short card game involving getting two cards, and each card will have a certain character with certain powers on it. And the aim of the game is basically to take out your opponents and be the only person left with cards. Um, so, yeah, should we talk a little bit more? Yeah, let's later? do that. Um, so who, you own the game, Billy. I own the so, game. Yeah, so is there anything else in description? That yeah, so can... it's set in... Um, the dystopian universe uh, from another game, I think, called Resistance. Yeah, that's like that. right, yeah. I think oh. it's actually meant to be based in Italy, from what I read. It's I think it's a sci-fi futuristic Italy, but it's yeah. certainly set in a dystopian universe that's used for other games. Yeah. Yeah, so th- there is a really massive um, card game series, which I haven't played, but it's called The Resistance, Bill Ends Right, um, and they are there are lots and lots of versions and add-ons and things that you can get with the resistance if you look that up online there's just loads and loads of it and the artwork's all this it's all the same artwork it's really yeah. beautiful yeah okay um so is that something you can actually expand on on particularly coup or is it no different? it's a different it's a different thing but it's part of the same as billen says i think part of the same wider universe i think there yeah. might actually be a coup expansion as there well. is a coup expansion yeah now, what, what's yeah. that just to more players or yeah and it makes the game last longer so how long roughly does the game last? Oh, how it's long? It's quite does quick, it last? really. It is pretty quick. It's what, like 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, it's sometimes it's not, not, easy. Yeah, not yeah. even that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, especially if people start working together like Southern, Southern Alliance. Alliance. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, over Christmas, we basically I was never in the Southern Alliance. I kept getting screwed over by these guys. Well, who coined <laughs> the term Southern Alliance? I think it was. Not Bubba, me. No, I think it was our mum. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh no, maybe. Maybe it was Sherry. Yeah, it might have been Sherry. It might have been Aunt, Auntie Sherry. <laughs> but wasn't that 
a completely separate thing that we became the Southern Alliance because of Catan. Catan. And then because everyone's like, oh, no, they're the Southern Alliance, we decided, okay, yeah, we'll use that name and work together. Yeah, so for anyone who wants to try the game, it does kind of work if you've got pre-allegiances, if there's enough of you. Yeah. It really pisses everyone else off. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, because even when the other uh, three or four players are united, we still couldn't take you out. You were just so uh, crafty with your use of cards. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I think what we haven't talked about is uh, the skill involved in lying uh, yeah. with this game. So maybe we could touch on that. Well, no one actually sees your cards other than yourself. So um, when you actually announce the certain powers, you don't necessarily have to show your card. And people can call your bluff. However, if they do call your bluff and they're wrong, they lose a card. If they're right, then you lose a card of your choice. So yeah. say, for example, you've got... Um, someone like an assassin and you try to assassinate someone or say for example sorry you haven't got an assassin but you say i'm going I've to assassinate assassin, someone yeah. they can either accept that and lose a card or they can challenge that and i think in that case they'd lose two cards and be out of the game straight away is that correct that is correct yeah. so you lose yeah. a card if for the incorrect um assertion that you don't have an assassin and you also get hit by the action of being assassinated mm. yeah and i think there's only a finite amount of cards as well i believe four of each uh, no, three maybe of each. Three yeah, of each. That seems like too much. But you can actually call anyone on anything that they say. So if you're being assassinated, you don't have to be the person who says, oh, no, you're, you don't have an assassin. And also mm. there, there's actions that you can take on other people's goes to stop them from stealing or to stop them from getting extra coins on their go or even to stop an assassination which doesn't involve you at all. And yeah. that's when things like the Southern Alliance became really annoying because <laughs> people were working together going, well, I know you haven't got a duke because I've got two dukes. So, and we've already killed a duke. So, yeah. you know, um, you can kind of, there is a bit of deduction there, but it also helps mm. if you've got a team working together. And it's always annoying at the beginning of the game because the first three players pretty much can say, oh, I've got a duke, three coins, please, or three points, please. Um, yeah, because it's duke, really hard. To... It collects. Is it foreignate? What is it that the duke collects? It collects more tax. coins. Tax. tax that's yeah. it. So yeah. basically, I think every turn you can collect one one coin. Yeah. Uh, you can then also do foreign aid, which means you collect two coins, but you don't necessarily need a special card. However, there are cards that do stop that, and someone can prevent you from getting yeah. those coins. So, what are the no ways to win tax. this game? So, well, basically, you need to. Um, destroy everyone's hand so you what's the to... benefit of the coins oh so um if you save up seven you can actually use a coup and basically take out one of the player's cards um also i think it is assassin you have to use a certain amount as well like three uh, i think it's two coins for an assassination two coins yeah so um for using certain powers as well you need to spend so the, the coins, coins enable actions so it's yeah. good to get some coins in yeah, I mean, generally your actions involve either getting coins, stopping people from getting yeah. coins, or spending coins to kill people. And I think that the fact that you only need seven coins to uh, start a coup kind of helps the game stay shorter. Mm. And that's one of the reasons we like it, so we can play multiple rounds of it. And um, We were on holiday recently, and I think at one point we played six rounds of it, maybe seven. One of those nights, <laughs> we played a lot of coup, because the parents really like it. yeah. Um, so yeah, if this sounds complicated, it really is. It's really isn't. not. It's such an easily accessible game, and um, yeah, setup's really quick. It's literally just giving two cards to each player, um, and it's addictive as well, isn't it? Yeah, 
It's, yeah. it's surprising how, how, <laughs> uh, how addictive it is for such simple gameplay, really, which is a, a big credit to the game, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And for families like ours, it's definitely one of those ones that gets you all a bit irate, but in a fun way. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the games are so short, you can't get angry for that long because you'll start the next round pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so shall we wrap up and move on? Yeah. So what do you guys feel? Rating out of 10. Oh, let's give this one a 10, 9. 9 out of 10. Gem? Oh, that's high. I, I'm going to give it a 7.5. 7.5? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it a 9 because it's easy to play, it's quick, <laughs> it's fun, and my whole family are very competitive, and it makes it even better. All right, so now on to uh, Joking Hazard. So, Bilem, would you like to introduce? Yep, so Joking Hazard is made by the people who do Cyanide and Happiness, which is a really good webcomic. And Yay, if you don't read it, you it. should, unless you get upset by webcomics being a bit mean. And rude. And rude. And violent. And violent. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. also, it's worth saying, they do have little animations as well. So they actually have a kind of cartoon. Yeah, it, funny. it's very <laughs> funny. Yeah, so they started a Kickstarter campaign back in February 2016, so a little over a year ago, and the whole thing was funded in half an hour. And then it went on to become one of the most heavily overfunded things on Kickstarter ever. What, the, the campaign was for what? For Cyanide and Happiness Joking Hazard. Oh, for the game. For, for the, the game, game itself, yeah. Uh, so the card game itself is a bit like um, Apples is Apples or Cards Against Humanity, where... Each round, someone takes the lead and plays a card or two cards to set up a scenario. And then all of the other players play their card or cards uh, in, in order to complete the scenario. And in this case, it's a comic strip. So it's usually you get two panels of a comic strip and you have to set up the third panel. Yeah. And whoever's the round leader then chooses their favourite and they're usually really, really hilarious. Yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I got this on the Kickstarter campaign. One of my friends pointed it out to me when they saw how it had reached its target really quickly. So I thought, oh, I know who will like this. Jem will like this. Yeah, so I got it for Christmas. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, yeah, this was a secret from Jem. I bought it on the Kickstarter campaign in February and then held on to it when it got shipped in August or September. Yeah. And she didn't know what, what was coming, but I gave it to her in December for her birthday. And yeah, we had a great time over Christmas period playing it. And yep. there's different Many, modes. many lols. Yeah. One of the <laughs> alternative modes is the marathon mode, where you just keep adding panels to a, a stupidly long comic strip. Yeah, then, so we took up a whole table with... We just kept it... You extend and yeah. extend and extend the story until one player runs out of cards. Is that right? Yeah, so you all start with a so what, bigger amount when, of cards. When, when you run out of cards, that's it, it's, you've won. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. so. Norm normally it's a points limit, but in the marathon mode, we played until all the cards were gone or until everyone... No, I think, that, I think that's right, cards, because, because you can't run out of cards if the cards you're putting down mean the story doesn't make sense. Yeah. And the fun thing about the big marathon story is that everyone else around the table can vote on whether they think your card uh -huh. makes sense with the story 
or if your card's yeah. good enough or um so you in that case if you can't put a card down you have to pick some up so yeah. that's why it lasts such a long time so yeah. once you've run out of cards yeah i think you have won the story and that's why our table was completely taken up by yeah, yeah. a whole um, dining three, table quite a great 300 story, cards it was the full <laughs> standard plat plus at least one expansion yeah there was an expansion in there um, that was really, really funny. It was yeah. even funnier when Gem narrated the whole thing on video. Yeah, and that is that is somewhere that, yeah. online for people to see. I did narrate the whole video. Oh, brilliant. We should uh, <laughs> include a link of that, definitely. Yeah, if we can. I think it's on Facebook. Yeah. Definitely on Facebook. Yeah, that was really, really funny. Um, yeah, so it's, re it's a really, really simple concept, but I absolutely love it. So thanks again for getting it for me. Because the, basically the whole thing is the two guys... Um, the blue and green mm. and they're just having conversations getting in various hijinks <laughs> doing Take, rude stuff taking their dicks out taking their dicks out quite a lot farting quite a lot punching each other sometimes they get like cutlasses out of nowhere or a chainsaw it's really <laughs> funny um, and this has been really popular with everyone that's played it. I think it's really accessible. Have you had a chance to play it with more more people as well? Yeah. 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 Like all my friends that have uh, played with me games over Christmas and New Year. Mm. Uh, we took it to Shen and Matt's to our cousins. They absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone really likes it. Mm. How How long's gameplay then? Do you remember? So I'm having so much fun, I don't care. The standard <laughs> game's probably about half an hour if you play to points, but you can just keep playing to any points limit you like. Yeah. yeah. Or so you can just play for a time limit. Then. Yeah, so it's it's play for as long as you like, really. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And there are a few cards as well where you can add your own um, text because a lot of them don't have any dialogue, but some of them do have speech bubbles, yeah. um, which are gags, which can be gags depending on where you place them. Yeah. Um, and a few of them have space where you could add something. So what, you'd literally just write it on the card and it'll yeah, be Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were using post-it notes, weren't we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing that so we could reuse the cards. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a sensible idea. So yeah, that's what I'd recommend because it's quite funny. Yeah. Well, you, can, you can use uh, wipeable markers as well. That'll work because they're quite shiny cards. Yeah, they're kind okay. of not laminated, but that kind of plasticky, durable stuff. We definitely yeah. spilt something on them at one point and they're fine, so that's a good sign. Well, is that a surprise? Don't we spill <laughs> <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> Oh, whenever we get together, there's something spilled pretty yeah. much, isn't there? Yeah. Our nicknames are Spills It Armets because yep. <laughs> we always spill things. <laughs> the cards aren't too damaged? No, they're fine. Oh, perfect. Just there said that. Sorry, beg your pardon. <laughs> and I've got an entire spare pack because when I bought it on the Kickstarter campaign, I got two packs. Hey. Ooh. That's good. That's a ah. family safety for you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, I think he did that on purpose. <laughs> it's really, it's really good actually. Something that's just occurred to me is that we have between us bought quite a few indie games um, that have either been kickstarted or presented to us at hmm. like an event like Comic Con and stuff like that. And it's really good that these things are coming to the forefront a bit more. So you've got the option to invest in someone's idea. Yeah. And this has turned out really well. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good. Yeah, you're exactly right that there are these companies that aren't necessarily in the mainstream that are really starting to develop. And yeah. it's good to see, yeah, people with ideas really just be able to push themselves and create amazing games out of it. Yeah, and I think like it wouldn't have worked for this one, but the sort of self-printing um, option, print and play, that yeah. Cards Against Humanity did, and also uh, the game we talked about a few weeks ago, Secret Hitler did, means that you can kind of publicise the game if it's good and also try it out for free. Yeah. 
um, in a really accessible way. Yeah. I like it. I think this is good. I think yeah. card games are getting a whole new lease of life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like we said before, the, the whole kind of analog board game and card game seems to be coming back, which is really, really good. And I know more and more people that are starting to take to it as well. Yeah. All right. Um, so, shall we round up? Yeah. Joking Hazard out of 10? Uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 because I love it. And I haven't met anyone who's played it who hasn't loved it. Good stuff. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Why, Billen? Well, it drops a mark because it does rely on the people you're playing with being fun. That's very oh, true. Oh, so you think if you play it with someone who's boring or has no sense of humour, it won't work? Yeah, or if they just don't have crude sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because I haven't actually experienced playing it fully yet but when I did come in and the marathon mode was being dictated uh, narrated I beg your pardon um, I, I was in stitch <laughs> so I already know it's the kind of game that I'd really love um, <laughs> so let's move on to our next one Skull Okay, so uh, this is a game that I was bought for my birthday, and we had to look up whether this qualified as a card game or not, but in the description it says it is a card game. Um, Even though so it's played with beer coasters. It's yeah. kind of played with beer coasters. <laughs> That's a really good summary of what they look like. Uh, so this came out in 2011, um, but it's one of those ones, I think it's a French publisher, um, uh, Asmodi, I think. Uh, so that it's one of those ones that's just gained momentum over here. It was initially published under the name Skull and Roses, I think. But um, here in the UK, it's called Skull. And it's kind of like, I kind of want to say mini poker, but with mm. flowers and skulls. So you have this little kind of beer mat, as Billen said, and then smaller beer mats that fit on top of it. And your beer mat is your game board and also your counter. And the, you only need to get two points to win this game. And the idea is that you gain a point by challenging someone on how many cards you can pick out without finding a skull. Yeah. So every player starts off with four flower cards and one skull. Yeah. And you can lay those down, face down, in any order around the table as you go round. So it's a one-at-a-time laying process. So that sounded like a chicken farm then. One-at-a-time <laughs> laying. Um, <laughs> But you go around the circle and you can lay a card or choose to not lay a card. And if you choose to not lay a card, then you have to challenge. And you can say, I can pick, say, three cards without finding a skull. So it becomes, the reason I say it's a bit like mini poker is that it becomes about people having tells. And you look out for each other's tell of when they've laid a skull or when they haven't laid a skull and how cocky mm. they're looking about how many they're going to challenge. And if they challenge three and you're feeling confident, you can challenge four. So it's a really, really good game of sort of bluffing and trying to outsmart each other. Yeah. So one of the important details is you have to turn over all of your beer mats first before moving around the table to get to your contract, which means if you've laid a skull and you're saying, oh, yeah, I can get through my entire deck and then move on to someone else's, yeah. you better hope someone's going to outbid you. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's the other thing. So you can bluff by, and I've done this quite a lot, like say I've got two down and I know I've got a skull in that pack, so I would have to turn over my two first. Yeah. I might challenge three because I know that someone's going to think I'm confident because I don't have a skull, so they might say four. Yeah, so um, you can work it to your advantage, but you do occasionally get caught out. And when I play with my boyfriend, he seems to always know. Does he? he? Just, he's just ruthless. Yeah, he's ruthless. He's <laughs> so good at it. 
we played um, about two weeks ago, and there was three of us, and he won every single round, and we were getting so really? annoyed with him. Yeah, he was just ruthless. Like every time we tried to say challenge, he just had a skull, and we just couldn't tell when he put <laughs> one down and when he hadn't. Yeah, it's just so we we lost on the basis of we kept challenging to try and get points, and when you oh yeah, I should say when you challenge and your challenge fails, yeah. you have to lose one of your cards. Yeah, and you lay them out face down in front of you, and the person who um, beat your challenge takes one away, but you don't know, or then they don't know whether they've taken away a skull or a flower. Yeah, so you'll only know when you pick your cards up again, and you have to so say you haven't got any skulls left. You yeah. have to kind of pretend you've still got skulls. Yeah. You've got to kind of, yeah, so put on the bravado. Even more bluffing then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Have you played it, Eric? Yeah, no, no, we've played it a few times. I think the last time we played it, it was again around Christmas time. And I think I actually uh, won a couple of games at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I challenged to doing like six or seven pickups and... Yeah, I think managed, it's good. Uh, it's a it's a three to six player game, and when mm. you have six, which we did at that point yeah. over Christmas, it's really good because there's loads of cards going down. Yeah, it does make it quite a fun challenge. Yeah. How did you find it, Bilem? I thought it was really fun. Very simple concepts, easy for people to get on board with, and yeah, it's it's quick. You can play lots of games. Uh, you do have to learn how people play in order to get really yeah. good at it. I think I think it's definitely one of those that you play probably two or three rounds before you get into the rhythm of that particular group of people. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, you'll, you'll get someone like Alex who'll just win every round and you'll be like, no! Has he just got a, no! a very good poker face then? He just always looks like he's up to something, so you can't <laughs> tell when he's not. <laughs> he's just really good at it. Yeah. Um, but he says he's never played poker, so... Uh, I, don't want, I don't want poker. to play poker with him now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he can, you know, play against other people and bring you the winnings. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll just ship him out Train as a him. poker player. Yeah, I'll do that. Thanks, Aaron. Give him a montage. He'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, well, so, uh, yeah, oh, one more thing to say about the game. It. It's really, really pretty. It is indeed very pretty. Like we were saying before, the... Um, Art on the beer coasters is um, just very lovely. It's yeah, kind of they're not actually beer coasters. You probably don't want to use them as beer coasters, but they look like beer coasters. I don't know. Yeah, you, well, you don't want to use them as beer coasters because they'll get marked and then you'll be able to tell which is which without turning it over. <laughs> oh, that's a really good point, Bilan. So we need to be really careful with this game because this we'll spills spill it all met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the tea stains but it's kind the of skull like, then. Is it like a Mexican Day of the Dead style Yeah. Thing? So the skulls are, yeah, kind of, they've got sort of ornate decorative stuff all around them and the, the flowers are really nice and yeah it makes i don't know why it makes me think of like kind of oriental art the, the flowers i don't know why it just it reminds feels, me yeah it feels bit. more sort of mexican to me but i don't know maybe maybe, maybe it's fusion art who knows fusion art. <laughs> <laughs> cool should we round it up yes indeed so out of 10 gem uh i'm gonna give it for for a quick car game i really like it so i'm gonna give it a nine okay i'm going to give it an eight and i'm gonna agree with that an eight is very easy to pick up and play. It's nothing too crazy, but that's all. That also makes it more accessible for yeah. everyone. So yeah. Yeah. So if you uh, yeah, if you want to check out a quick bluffing card game, go for it. Okay. <laughs> oh, quickly. Sorry. How long does it last around? Oh, not very long. Like maximum twenty minutes, I'd yeah. say. Sometimes it's over really quickly because you only yeah. need to get two points. Yeah. Nice and quick then. Yeah. Okay. Shall we round up then? What have we been playing recently? Is that all three games done already? That's all three games. Wow, we've been so efficient. Wow, we're amazing. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, what have we been playing recently? Well, there's a game we've been playing a lot of yesterday. King of Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've been playing King of Tokyo, uh, which I bought for Erim for his birthday. Yes, indeed, my birthday. And uh, how would you describe it, Erim? Um, so, basically, it's a mashup of all your favourite super monster creatures like Godzilla and uh, King Kong, basically trying to fight to control Tokyo. And you just have to battle against each other. So you each take a, a, a guy, I'm going to call it. My favourite was Gigazor, who, who's a bit like um, King Kong, but more yeah. awesome. Gigazor's um, nothing like King Kong. He, the king no, sorry, is like sorry, King, sorry, Kong. Not King Kong. He's sorry, like Godzilla. Godzilla. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> I mean, we should say they're not actually these monsters. They're kind of based on those monsters. But they're clearly based yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah. Except... What's the space penguin called? Is it just space it's penguin? space penguin. Yeah, that one is random. Everyone else is kind of a monster you sort of recognise. <laughs> Cyber Kitty. Oh, yeah, Cyber... Yeah, those two are random. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Alienoid? Alienoid is like your archetypal Martian, isn't he? What, a giant kaiju Martian? Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't say that's archetypal because you know when huge. you know you know when in the old days when you had like Marvin the Martian and stuff, they all kind of look like that. Yeah, but yeah. they weren't the size of buildings. This one is. He's eating a lot of Martian food. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so the point of the game is to try and take over Tokyo. And um, there's two ways of doing it, either by getting to 20 victory points or by taking away all your opponent's health. Um, so when there's someone in Tokyo, they can't actually heal themselves. So there's different... different. Um, so you roll six dice and it's got different instructions on yeah. the dice so that it can be things like getting energy, um, attacking your opponents or trying to get victory points yeah. by getting a series of numbers. So say, for example, three twos or three threes will give you two victory points or three victory points respectively. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when you're in Tokyo, you attack everyone and when you're outside of Tokyo, you're attacking the person in Tokyo person in Tokyo can't heal so even though it's kind of the place you want to end up um because you get more victory points when you're there yes you do you get two every time it comes around back around to you yeah. and you also damage all of the other monsters rather than just being damaging ju uh, just damaging one with your attacks yeah yeah so Bill and summed it up yesterday as a red v blue kind of damage strategy whereas if you're in one side you damage everyone yeah uh if you're in tokyo you damage everyone yeah yeah i didn't explain that very well red v blue <laughs> red v blue <laughs> um and it's a two to six player game yep two to six player but i think when it comes to six players you actually include another part of the game don't you it expands a bit it's more. just another little area on the board it's called yeah. tokyo bay we haven't actually played with that no yet, we've though. only ever had four people when we yeah. played it so we don't know how that works really. or three and a half when Jem goes home early oh yeah I had to go home <laughs> early yesterday but I did play a whole game beforehand it's super fun though um it says it only takes 30 minutes but I don't think we've ever done it in 30 minutes no it doesn't seem like that quick really because the there is a you, you do have to sometimes stop and think about what would be the best action because say for example you're rolling your dice um you actually get the opportunity to re-roll another two times so you you can um Obviously so you need more hearts, you yeah. can roll for more hearts, yeah, to get your health back, for example. And you can be quite tactical in that and think, oh, is it likely I, I need more victory points or should I hurt people more or do I need to heal more? So it's it's not so quick fire. There is a bit of thinking, not anything too crazy. Yeah. But and then there is a card element where you can buy cards with your energy cubes. And um, which spends ages you... reading the cards. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives you kind of a superpower, doesn't it? 
I guess is the best way to yeah. describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it can give you additional powers and properties and things. Yeah. Um, cool, so what would we give this game out of 10 then? This game out of 10? Um... Oh, we should say, this came out in 2011 and there is a brand new um, kind of extrovert, well, newer version of it um, oh. called King of uh, New York. That came Ooh. out, I think, at the end of last year or the beginning of this year, I can't remember. Okay, that'll be interesting yeah. to uh, try, actually, because I, re I really like this game. Um, I think the first time of playing it, I, I got a bit frustrated because I kind of just went in and died. <laughs> um, but now I've got a bit more used to it. I'd, I'd say I'd give it an 8, potentially 9 out of 10. Yeah, it's really good. I'd give it an 8. I really like it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, it's not too hard. It's actually something you could play with younger players as well. Yeah. I'd say an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah. Okay, we're all roughly in agreement. Wow. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, well, thank you very much. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah, thanks for tuning in to my turn. Uh, we'll be back again next week where we'll be talking about uh, fitness games yeah. and putting our resident athlete to the uh, test of whether a game is fit or shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Have a good day. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.